Ayup me duck, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Ayup me duck means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short, let's crack on. Now, previously, <laughs> sound like, sounds like Netflix, previously, previously, I suggested that we are all superheroes, but we're pretending to be normal, which is, quite frankly, that's a line off Richard Wilkins, Minister of Inspiration. So if you get a chance to listen to Richard, he, he says that better than I. But it is true, we are superheroes, but sometimes we forget that we're superheroes and we start acting normal. So let me go back to an actual superhero in real life real life everyday superhero. So I was born in 1966, all right? So I'm a bit old and crusty now, but essentially I was I'm a 70s child. So I grew up in the 1970s and on the TV in the 70s for those not old enough to remember um, we had big fat TVs and you had to put the TV on 5 minutes before you actually wanted it on because it had to warm up. There was no satellite or Wi-Fi or catch-up so if you missed your program you missed your program it wasn't going to come around again and the superheroes in the 70s on TV we had well for example we had the the original Wonder Woman I mean Linda Carter oh my gosh she was amazing we had the original Batman Adam West he was like so bad he was good we had my favorite of all time was the six million dollar man Steve Austin a man barely alive basically they rebuilt him he was bionic that's why he was on the TV we had the original Hulk he wasn't as big as a mountain right he was a normal guy who, who went green and muscly when he got angry and threw you around he was believable he was but he was a superhero but the point in the 70s was all the superheroes that I used to watch they were on the TV for a good reason they had powers or they went green and muscly and threw you around or they had the pants on the outside there was a reason that they had a TV series and then when my son was growing up he went through a phase of watching Bob the Builder <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever watched Bob the Builder but Bob it struck me I had a bit of a thing against Bob because it seemed to me that Bob didn't he hasn't got any powers right so but he's got skills I haven't got so he fixes stuff and he's, he's a good builder but he hasn't for example he's not had an accident with a rivet gun when he was five that's turned him into the contractor of choice he's basically a builder so why is my son addicted to watching Bob the Builder I would just be mildly irritated that there he was glued in front of another episode of Bob the Builder and then one day um, if you've got kids you'll, you'll, you'll connect with this when you accidentally watch something on children's TV that you weren't expecting and I accidentally caught an entire episode of Bob and it just blew me away it was just genius just genius right and let me explain why right so let me explain why so um, in fact it was so genius that I went and I got the I bought the box set is back in VHS video day I bought the box set and I watched the entire series of season one of Bob the Builder all on my own I think it was binge watching before binge watching had even been invented many years ago now 
and and I promise you, and excuse the stereotyping, I'm trying to make a point here, but bearing in mind he's a builder, think of all the builders that you've ever had around your house, and I promise you, having watched every single minute of every single episode in season one, Bob, the builder, never, ever, ever, in a single episode, he never turns up at a job and goes, oh dear, love, I'm not liking the look of this. Have you had the cowboys in? So who did you who did you plaster in and you got dry rot in your floorboards? It oh, it's a bigger job than you said it was on the phone. Oh dear me, who did who did your electrics? They're a nightmare, aren't they? He says, Do you know what? I can't even think about starting it till I've had a brew. Do you just want to flick that kettle on? I'll have three sugars. And have you got a bacon sandwich, right? Bob doesn't turn up like that. I promise you folks that Bob turns up in exactly the opposite way to that. So Bob will turn up with a smile on his face and he's got an energy and a passion and he turns up with a team. So he doesn't turn up on his own. He's got Scoop, Muck, Wendy, Lofty, Roly. There's a whole team of them and there's two set pieces in every single episode of Bob the Builder. Right? Two things are nailed on certain Two things are going to happen every single time. First of all is that they're going to sing and they're going to dance through every single job. <laughs> Which is a total joy and a pleasure. But the best thing of all is that when things go wrong and every single episode something crops up that Bob hasn't quoted for. So essentially it's going to be an unforeseen circumstance in the project. Something's going to go pear-shaped. And at that moment of adversity... Right? Bob doesn't jack it in and go to the pub and, and then go home to Wendy moaning about how terrible his customers are or what, how badly his day's gone. What, with that, that moment of adversity, Bob shouts to his team, can we fix it? And his team shout back, yes, we can. <laughs> and like they chorus it in unison, yes, we can. And I think, folks, without pushing you too far, I think that Bob is a superhero for the modern world. Because basically he's an ordinary guy in most respects. So he's got the same tools in his tool belt and he's been to the same college and got the same MVQ3 in bricklaying as every other bricklayer on the planet. But what marks Bob out as extraordinary is the attitude that he carries around with him. And I would put to you, loyal listener, that Bob's attitude makes him the best builder in the world. Right Now that, <laughs> that happens to tally almost exactly with my re research findings, my PhD, right? So we're, we're going to be talking a lot about this in the next year, right? But in terms of researching happy people, what uh, Otterbury and Brill, we call them the two percenters, the, the small percentage of people who are at the top of their happiness, well-being spectrum, the, the statistical outliers who've got more happiness and more energy than most people is the biggest single thing that links them together and the most obvious thing in the world also happens to be the thing that Bob the Builder is doing and that is consciously and deliberately choosing to have a positive attitude. And again, just because you choose to be positive doesn't mean the job's going to go well. It doesn't mean that there's going to be no unforeseen circumstances. It doesn't mean the sun's going to shine. It doesn't mean that your bus is going to run on time. What the choice to be positive, it doesn't change anything in the external world. What it does, it changes your internal world. It puts you in a better place to deal with a late bus or a rainy day or a project that's gone pear-shaped. Bob the Builder. And you know what? If you go if you go on YouTube, there's loads of episodes about some real good funny spoof ones, by the way. But there's some really cool episodes. One of my favourite episodes ever, the first one that I ever watched with my son, was picture the scene, right? Somebody had tarmacked Bob's van keys underneath the new drive. So at the end of the day, Bob's searching for his van keys. Lads, anybody see my van keys? 
and Scoop or Muck or Lofty or whoever was going, oh, sorry, boss. They look out, out the window at 50 square metres of pristine tarmac. Uh, Van Keys are under there, boss. I mean, how angry would you be? How angry would you be? You'd sack them, wouldn't you? Send them home. But now Bob's just like, yeah, okay, let's, let's, can we fix it? Yes, we can. Five minutes later, he's dug some tarmac up and his van keys have arrived. Look, folks, I know that's a bit of an extreme example, but we're all superheroes pretending to be normal. We've all got, I think, until next time, until next time, maybe the message is, unleash your inner Bob. Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. Remember the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next time for another amazing episode.